Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Talk Recorded live. You're listening to the Jam Radio Network with Minister Kenneth Jenkins.
setting up a credit card. Log on to feedthepig.org today. Find the benefits of saving for every stage of life. Brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants in the They call, send letters, email, and visit your home. They're not friends or family. They're con artists, scammers, and criminals. In times like these, it's important to learn how to protect yourself. Credit card schemes, bogus investment opportunities, and free vacation scams are just a few ways that today's criminals target you and your family. Protect yourself. Never give anyone your social security number, credit card, or bank account information unless you initiated the call. Stay informed of current scams by contacting your Attorney General's office and Better Business Bureau. If you're a victim, reporting the con to the local authorities will prevent others from suffering the same fate. To learn more about how to keep your family safe from con artists and scams, visit ncpc.org. That's ncpc.org. A message from the U.S. Department of Justice, National Crime Prevention Council, and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Jam Radio Network with Minister Kenneth Jenkins. The views of people nation talk are not necessarily the views of talk show, Jam Radio Productions, and its sponsors. This is Nation Talk. Tonight, we look at the frightening experiences of ordinary people whose lives were turned upside down by their beliefs. Sam Domingo spent 20 years in a group she thought would save the world. The Church of Scientology. There's going to be no more criminality, no more drugs, no more sadness. Everybody was going to be happy. Instead, she claimed she endured harsh punishments. It was freezing cold. It was January, and I was given a pickaxe and told to go dig a hole. For Karen Stanway, the Jehovah's Witnesses turned her life inside out. She lived in constant fear of Armageddon. Earthquakes, famine, any time you saw anything on the news or anything like that. You always got very anxious and thinking, you know, is Armageddon going to come tomorrow? And fellow Jehovah's Witness Karen Morgan found herself feeling powerless in the face of abuse. I remember being sat on the floor between my mum and dad, crying my eyes out, not really saying anything. We'll hear the extraordinary stories of three women who found themselves wrapped up in powerful religious movements and ended up believing that they were trapped in cults. We were financially ruined, and my marriage was ruined, and my family was ruined. Sam Domingo spent nearly half her life in the Church of Scientology. She joined in hope and found much that was positive, but she left in anger. She believes she was coerced into having an abortion, and she says she and her husband were persuaded to hand over hundreds of thousands of pounds. Scientologists will consider that Scientology is more important than their lives, it's more important than their families, it's more important than having a roof over their head, it's more important than food, it's more important than everything, and that's always a dangerous thing. In the late 1980s, 20-year-old Sam dropped out of college and spent a year partying in Amsterdam. Then she met a good-looking young man with strong beliefs. Sam fell into Scientology the day she fell in love. 
It was my first love and I was young. He seemed to have all these, the answers to all these questions. And he was so certain that he had all the answers. He knew, and Scientology would explain everything. Sam dived into Scientology's teachings, and within months, she moved with her boyfriend to the UK headquarters, St. Hill Manor, in East Grinstead. I honestly thought we were going to make everybody sane and there was going to be no more criminality, no more drugs, no more sadness. Everybody was going to be happy. And my parents told me it was a cult, but I didn't believe my parents because parents don't know anything. Scientology's been around since the 1950s. It was created by the American science fiction writer L. Ron Hubbard, and it's famous for attracting A-list stars like Tom Cruise and John Travolta. In 2013, the UK Supreme Court ruled Scientology was a religion, but the church has been dogged by accusations of cult-like and manipulative behavior, allegations it has consistently denied. That's St. Hill Manor, and then to the left, dwarfed, is the castle, is the wee little castle. It is a beautiful place. At St. Hill in the late 1980s, Sam joined Scientology's most devout followers. She remembers she was immediately immersed in a strict regime. You know, you are instantly cut off from the outside world. You know, you have no TV, you have no phone. Your calls are monitored, your communication with your family is monitored. Every time you have a question, you get an answer from them, their answer. And after a while, you're only getting their answers and your reality changes completely. Living in communal digs down the road, Sam spent as much as 15 hours a day at St. Hill. There, she was required to go through a process known as auditing, which is meant to rid followers of spiritual disabilities. Believers are wired up to a special electronic meter and asked detailed questions about their lives. Sam remembers it was an emotional roller coaster. You really do go from this euphoric, I'm out of my body, and this is amazing, I can do anything, and then the next minute you, you're sort of, um, well, you know, I'm not really, not really getting this, and it's because I'm probably because I'm a bad person, and I'm not very ethical, and I don't deserve to, it goes like that. The strict regime Sam encountered at St. Hill was because she had chosen to join Scientology's small number of most dedicated members in a group known as the Sea Organization. According to Scientology, the Sea Organization is a religious order, similar to monks. Membership is voluntary, and its disciplined life is only for the most devoted Scientologists. The Scientology website explains that Sea Org members sign a billion-year pledge to signify eternal commitment. At Scientology's UK headquarters in the early 1990s, Sam was working long hours and said she had to endure unpleasant conditions. Even food was used as a punishment. We washed our clothes in the bathtub, but the living conditions were terrible. I mean, rice and beans were supposed to be a punishment because we weren't working hard enough. Not getting paid was a punishment because we weren't working hard enough. Beans and rice then became dry porridge and 
milk powder mixed with water, sleeping on dirty old mattresses in crowded rooms. I don't know what I was thinking, except if we weren't so lazy and undeserving, we couldn't, you know, everybody could, we could save the world and eat proper food. Scientology sent us these photos of facilities around St. Hilmala today. They reject Sam's claims as untrue and say they bear no relation to current conditions. They also say that Sea Organization members are not cut off or monitored, that they have phones and computers and enjoy a varied menu. Although Sam thought the conditions were harsh, she remained a committed follower. People don't understand why people don't just leave, and there are many reasons for that. You've gotten involved, you've invested yourself, your mind has been made to believe that this group is has the truth and is the best place for you to be. Yeah, that's a good question. Why don't you walk away? You can't. You know, you've joined this group and you've made this promise and you've signed a billion-year contract and you kind of feel like you're betraying everybody else, basically. Karen Stanway spent more than half her life dedicating herself to a different religious group. It's been about 10, 12 years since I was last here. I was born into this congregation, so for 16 years I had to come here three times a week without fail. Karen was born into the Jehovah's Witnesses. Her life once revolved around the Kingdom Hall in Guildford. Bringing it all back. It just makes you feel so angry because you felt so safe here and this was such a familiar place. And now I can pinpoint this place to meaning that I haven't got a career and I haven't got any money and, you know, which if I, if I hadn't been what I've chosen witness, I probably would do. And I wouldn't be so, quite so messed up, probably. <laughs> Over 130,000 people are Jehovah's Witnesses in the UK. To many people, they're a recognized offshoot of Christianity. They also have charitable status. But critics say that the church resembles a cult in the way it controls its members and isolates people who step out of line. Mark Latham used to belong, but is now a critic and helps support others who leave. They come to your door with a smile and with a suit on while they're holding their children's hands. But there are things within this religion that are dangerous, and the undue influence that can occur on you can happen many years after you've left. Karen Stanway says that witnesses' teachings keep young members isolated from the rest of society. You're very much closed in to this society because you're discouraged from being friends with people who aren't Jehovah's Witnesses, Obviously, it's difficult at school. You know, it's hard not to make friends at school. But then you'd have to explain why you couldn't go out with your friends, you couldn't go around the house, you couldn't stay at their house. You weren't allowed to go on school trips that were overnight, anything like that. She says the group's teachings and literature, including its publication, The Watchtower, made her fearful of outsiders. We were taught that people who weren't Chaves Witnesses were evil and that they were controlled by Satan. When you're at school, when you're at work, when you're talking to anybody, you're always thinking, well, Satan is controlling this person. I must keep away from them. I mustn't get involved with them. 
and there was the constant fear, reinforced through the use of extreme imagery in the watchtower, that Armageddon is close. There used to be very scary pictures of what Armageddon was going to look like, people getting killed, um, being burnt, anything like earthquakes, famine, that are all in the Bible as being a sign that Armageddon is going to come. So anytime you saw anything on the news or anything like that, you always got very anxious and thinking, you know, is Armageddon going to come tomorrow and am I a good enough person? You know, have I done enough in the religion to be one of the chosen ones to be saved? The threat of Armageddon can be quite traumatic and it's the constancy of that threat and the real belief that unless you follow the teachings that you will be condemned like everyone else to burn in the fires of hell when Armageddon comes. For Karen, though, it would be traumatic events much closer to home which would push her away from the religion and the only community she'd ever known. I remember that moment in that meeting and I, it's the only time I've ever done anything out of anger. I just got up and stormed out and slammed the door. By 1994, Sam Domingo had spent five years as a Scientologist in the elite sea organization. Most of her time was spent at St. Hill Manor, the British headquarters. She says she had to cope with communal living and long periods of separation from her family. I would beg the time off, can I go home, can I go see my mother? No. You can't be replaced, your work is too important. One Christmas, she rebelled and ran away to spend time with her mum. My mum had been saying, come home for Christmas, so I ran away. I actually hitchhiked from East Grinstead to Derby. Spent Christmas and then called the organisation full of blame, shame and regret. Sam says she was punished for rebelling with harsh outdoor work in freezing weather. And then, unexpectedly, the organisation told her it needed her to work in California as a supervisor at its celebrity center. I was trained to supervise the courses. I mean, a Scientology supervisor doesn't really do anything other than make sure people are reading their Scientology materials, because nothing can be altered. Everything L. Ron Hubbard wrote has to come in its pure form from L. Ron Hubbard. Sam was a long way from home, but at least her living conditions improved. Celebrity center, you're in front of the public, so we had nice clothes, and, and we, we got fed, which was really good. So for me, that was a big step up. And the uniforms got washed. We didn't have to wash the uniforms in bathtubs with soap, because it probably wouldn't look good for the celebrities. <laughs> By now, Sam was no longer with the boyfriend who first introduced her to the Church of Scientology. But she was about to find out just how much the organization liked to say in the relationships of its elite members. Sam had a growing friendship with one of her colleagues, and this soon drew the attention of their leaders. I had gone off to Celebrity Center and started flirting with um, a guy that worked there. And, you know, within a, within a few weeks, it was, you know, it had already become an ethics matter. Get, you guys need to get married. It's going too far. You know, you're holding hands. You need to get married. To Professor Rod Dubrow-Marshall, it's behavior like this which makes Scientology seem less like a religion and more like a cult. 
groups will often say to individuals who you can sleep with, whether you can have a child or not, even examples of where they've made people have abortions. And, and this is just a way of completely controlling the individual and basically saying to the person, we own you. So we got married, um, and I was on the pill, and woohoo, they found out I'm pregnant. As Sam was in the most dedicated part of Scientology, the Sea Organization, that meant that her happy news was bad news. Sea Organization members are not permitted to have young children. If a female member becomes pregnant, she and her husband are required to leave Sea Org to have the baby. It was officially an ethics matter. So I went to the ethics office and I said, hey, look, I've gotten pregnant. Bang! Just like I had committed the ultimate sin. And the next thing that came was, so what's the greatest good for the greatest number of dynamics here? Like, are you asking me to have an abortion? Well, what's the greatest good? You know, it was, yes, basically, yes, the right thing to do is have an abortion. That was made very, very clear to me. And when I said, absolutely not, you know, I'm going to talk to my husband about this, I mean, because that is your first line of support. Your husband, no, I wasn't allowed to talk to him. Sam says she didn't see her husband until later that day. I didn't see him until, like, maybe 10 o'clock at night, and he came home, and he said, I know what you did. You did this deliberately to get me, my own husband. You, I can't believe you were so evil. You, basically, you're on your own, you know. You've committed this awful sin, and you're on your own. So that's what happened when I got pregnant. Isolated and alone, the pressure on Sam was intense. Everybody I looked up to and respected told me he was a criminal. The head of the organization told me that there was a leech. Yeah, I believed it. I got into it. I had the abortion to prove I was a good person and I wasn't this evil Satan that everybody was saying I was. Scientology told us that although abortion is against the teachings of L. Ron Hubbard, members can choose to have an abortion. If they do choose to have a baby, they must leave Seal, and many have done so. They can rejoin it when the child is older, and some do. For Sam, the pressure she felt to abort her baby has left a permanent scar. I murdered a child. That's the way I look at it, and it will forever live with me that I murdered a child. And that's the way I see it. And I will never forgive myself for that. And I will never be able to write it. But despite the trauma, it would take Sam nearly 15 years before she could finally bring herself to walk away from Scientology. Karen Stanway found it just as hard to part company with her childhood religion, the Jehovah's Witnesses. The catalyst was her home life. Home life was, wasn't great because my father, he would be one person walking into the Kingdom Hall and the other brothers and sisters thought he was this wonderful man and then he'd come home and be a nightmare to live with. The stress took its toll on Karen. I was diagnosed with severe depression when I was 17. Um, I was also diagnosed with anorexia. The doctors and therapists I saw all said that there was a link between that and the way I felt in the religion about 
having no control over anything, feeling frustrated, not being able to change anything. Things got even worse for Karen and her mum when, following the usual practice, they turned to the elders of their church for help with Karen's dad's behaviour. I know my mum was feeling suicidal at the point where she called the meeting with the elders. It was breaking point for her. She couldn't go on sort of pretending, living this life anymore. And I really think she thought the elders would help her. But the meeting offered no solution to the family's problems. They wanted to talk to us all together, which was difficult enough, obviously having to tell them what my dad was like in front of my dad. Mark Latham is a former witness who now counsels others who leave. He says that few Jehovah's Witness elders have had proper training and often aren't up to the job. With most elders, they're not trained in the arts of counselling. And you'll have three men come round. One might be a window cleaner. Another one might be working in an office. Another one could be a milkman. And there they are, sat there, and they're going to counsel you on what could be a very intricate, complicated issue for you. All that came out of the meeting was me and my mum being reproved for not being a good enough wife, for not being a good enough daughter. Unable to deal with it, Karen left. And I remember that moment in that meeting, and I, it's the only time I've ever done anything out of anger. I just got up and stormed out and slammed the door. For Karen, this was a turning point when she realized that Jehovah's Witnesses would not protect her or her mother. But she knew that people who stopped following Jehovah's Witness rules risked total banishment and being cut off from family and friends. Within each Jehovah's Witness congregation, the elders' rule is often absolute, and critics accuse them in some cases of refusing to allow criminal acts to be investigated by outsiders, even the police. It's claimed members who oppose this can be banished from all contact with friends and family. It could be a sexual issue. It could be anything. It could be, you might be suffering from some form of clinical depression. And you need real medical assistance and help and guidance to get you through it. But these elders, when they arrive, will not have those qualifications to do it. But what they do have is an absolute rock-solid control over you. And they will get what they want. Karen Morgan from South Wales knows this only too well. Between the ages of 12 and 14, she was subject to sexual abuse from her uncle, Mark Sewell, a well-respected church elder who held a position of power and trust within the group. He started to become over-familiar at the beginning, um, suggestive, get, trying to get me to kiss him on the mouth. That's how it began. And it's from then that life started to change for me. Karen initially had no idea her uncle's behaviour was inappropriate. I think Jehovah's Witness children in general are very innocent. You never hear about dangers and, and we were taught you can trust Jehovah's Witnesses. You don't trust anyone else, but you can trust them. And especially people who are of a good standing in the congregation, like a ministerial servant or an elder. But when her uncle's behaviour got worse, Karen realised something was wrong. He 
keeps not calling me from his bedroom. But if I didn't answer him, he would then come into my bed wearing just his pants. Finally, Karen told her parents, who as devout Jehovah's Witnesses got her to write it all down and put it to her uncle. And my mum and dad said, right, following the Bible, there's a scripture in the Bible which says, if you have a problem with your brother, you must first go and lay bare that problem with your brother. So how it's done is my dad handed Mark what I had written. Mark read it, laughed, and then sort of threw it at my dad and just said, no, she's, she's confused, she's made it up, she's telling lies. I remember being sat on the floor between my mum and dad, crying my eyes out, not really saying anything. And that was pretty much left like that. Karen was told not to talk to anyone about what had happened, and Sewell carried on his behaviour with her. She would later find out he was doing the same thing to other women in the community. It was two more years before further allegations came to light. Nine women came forward, some alleging they'd been raped. But still the elders didn't report the case to the authorities. If it was me and my children, the first time my daughter ever told me anything like that, I'd be straight on the phone to the police. I wouldn't be considering, oh, well, I'm going to have to run this by the elders. According to former Jehovah's Witness Mark Latham, Karen's story is not an isolated one. Karen's case is very typical of many of the cases that are out there, simply because the elder arrangement uh, manipulates events or can manipulate events through secrecy, and there are occasions where the uh, molester or the rapist is an elder themselves, and so they can conduct themselves within the secrecy of their own elder group to influence matters on another level, to make sure that they protect themselves. To some observers, it's the very secretive nature of the organization that prevents any independent approach to cases of abuse and gives it traits like a cult. The Court of Elders in the Jehovah's Witnesses is a good example of when a group stand in judgment of their members and don't allow anyone else uh, to have a say and don't allow themselves to be open to public scrutiny. And in that way, the leaders perpetuate uh, the practices and don't allow their members to effectively challenge that. Eventually, Karen defied the elders and with some of Mark Sewell's other victims, went to the police. It took until 2014 before Sewell was finally found guilty of eight historic sex offences and sentenced to 14 years. I would describe him as sadistic, um, controlling, selfish. He loved the fact he was an elder. He loved the power that came with being an elder. It was all about power and, you know, manipulation. Following Mark Sewell's conviction, the Jehovah's Witnesses released a statement saying all sex offences were repugnant to them and that anybody committing child abuse would be expelled. They said there was no pressure on families not to report to the police, and they recognised that crime is a matter for secular authorities. By 1995, San Domingo's marriage to a fellow Scientologist had collapsed after she felt obliged to abort their baby. Despite her experience with the abortion, Sam stayed in the Sea Organization, 
and later she even agreed to sign up for the Scientology Rehabilitation Project Force. As an idea, it's like you're a damaged piece, you're not doing well. You're going to go off here and you're going to get some spiritual counseling and um, everybody who's there is going to work together and then you're going to come back when you're all fixed. Um, it's supposed to be like two, three months. According to Scientology, the Rehabilitation Project Force is a voluntary program of spiritual rehabilitation. Its purpose is to provide a second chance to those who have failed to fulfill their ecclesiastical responsibilities as members of the Sea Organization. Sam says she made friends there and had some good times, but ultimately she found it a harsh place. They took to you as a prison camp. You put on there, you're not allowed to communicate with everybody, anybody else outside of this group. You have to call everybody sir. You're the lowest of the low. Um, you wear black boiler suits, you have to run everywhere. Um, you have to receive, I think, five hours of counseling a day. And I wasn't allowed to use the phone. I didn't have a phone. I wasn't allowed to use the public phone. We were sent on little backboards with wheels underneath the kitchens and scraped grease amongst cockroaches and silverfish and rats. That was what I, I experienced. Other people had to climb inside skips and clean them with toothbrushes. But something kept Sam going. Before starting the rehabilitation project force, she caught the eye of a recent high-profile recruit to Scientology. Placido Domingo Jr., the son of the legendary opera singer. And he was determined to get her out of her harsh rehab. I'd met Placido, but I'd agreed that I was very bad and I wouldn't be with him. But he wasn't accepting of that. He was basically dropping threats. You know, if you don't let her out, I'm going to get a chopper in there. I'm going to come and bust her out. So that that's the point where they let me go, when they were under that much pressure, like, you know, literally, let her go or I'm going to send a helicopter. That works. When Sam left rehab, she married Placido. They left the Sea Organization and started a family. But Sam still couldn't totally walk away. She believed it was her, and not Scientology, which was the problem. I messed up, I'm bad because Scientology's good, and Scientology has the only solution to mankind, and I need to protect that and nurse it, and if I fail because I'm being selfish, because I want certain things in life, that is my failing, and, you know, who am I to want to have kids and marriage and a happy life? Although they no longer worked for Scientology, Sam and Placido Jr. felt they could still gain spiritual enlightenment. So they decided to sign up for more courses and counseling. But Sam claims once she stopped working for Scientology, she started to have to pay for its services. And she claims she also got a bill for all courses and counseling she'd previously received. This is known as a freeloader bill. So I had two kids and I, you know, I, um, I did my amends for leaving the SEAL organization and I said, I'm really, really sorry and paid them lots of money and I paid my freeloader free debts for all the amazing things I'd received as a staff member, $50,000. And then, um, you know, it was $10,000 for an intensive of this and $10,000 for repair and $10,000 for this course. Over the next 10 years, Sam estimates she and her wealthy husband paid Scientology £200,000 for courses, as well as tens of thousands more in donations. 
more money, more money. Next course. Get you through the course as fast as you can. Buy the next one. It's all very urgent. You have to do it now. And it's very vital that you go to the registrar and you hand your credit card. And if you don't have the money, find it. Borrow it. Take a loan. That makes it even harder to turn back when you've invested so much. Scientology denies Sam's claims and says people are not pressured to take out loans, use credit cards, or make other payments. They say there is no compulsion to buy courses or literature or pay for its services. By 2009, the cost had put a strain on her finances and her marriage was falling apart. Sam Domingo finally began to question her involvement with Scientology. We were financially ruined and my marriage was ruined and my family was ruined and I went, this is not working out too well. She turned to the internet and websites she'd previously been forbidden to look at. Sam was overwhelmed by the story she read of people who said their lives were ruined by Scientology. All of a sudden, everything made sense. And I was out, just like that, just because I disobeyed the rule about not going on the Internet. Sam now made the decision to leave, but actually breaking ties with Scientology would prove harder than she imagined. You create a prison in your own mind. Like, your mind becomes the prison. There's, no, there's nobody stopping you walking out. Your mind, you become your own prison guard. Rod Duberon Marshall has come across many people who say they felt trapped, like Sam. It's only after a period of time when you've had the chance to doubt and think about what you're doing uh, that, and it's like a pressure cooker, it builds up slowly over time, sometimes over many years before people now have the courage to leave and leave what they've devoted themselves to. As soon as Sam told the Church of Scientology she was leaving, she was declared a non-person or a suppressive. If you're declared a suppressive person, you are basically excommunicated from the church, denied all rights and privileges, which include the rights and privileges of having friends or having a family uh, or having a job. Um, so anything that you had in your life that was connected to Scientology is gone. Her marriage was already over. Now Sam's life began to fall apart, as she says she was shunned by her fellow Scientologists, people she used to consider friends. For two years it was hell. It was hell. And I was barely keeping it together, and I was only keeping it together for the kids. There was at one point I felt suicidal, because I'd lost everything. I'd lost my friends, I'd lost my marriage, you know, um, utter mess. And... The kids were in a state, and I felt responsible. Slowly, she started to rebuild her life. The point I decided to fight back was where the kids got targeted. Yeah, the seven-year-old was excommunicated because I was excommunicated. And um, her friends disconnected from her, and nobody in Scientology would have anything to do with it. The Church of Scientology has said Sam is disingenuous to complain if she was shunned since it was she who publicly announced her disconnection from the church and made abusive statements about it. According to Professor Rod Dubrow Marshall, it can be difficult to go back to everyday life after leaving a group like this. Re-entering society is very hard because there's a huge gap in your life that you don't want to explain to people. You've not had a career, your CV is kind of empty, uh, you have no money, you have no friends, you have to remake your relationship with your family. And it's the whole process of rebuilding, really from the ground up. 
And for Sam, there was the added responsibility of three children to care for. It was going to be a slow and painful journey back. Asia Talk will return in a moment. John Mayer for RAD, recording artists, actors, and athletes against drunk driving. On stage, it's fun to push the limits and see where it takes me. Off stage, it's a different story. Get behind the wheel of a car after you've been drinking and you risk causing a crash, hurting, or even killing someone. When you're enjoying a few drinks, know your limit and don't push it. Plan ahead and give up the keys. You'll make it a safer weekend for everyone. A public service message brought to you by the U.S. Department of Transportation, RAD, the National Association of Broadcasters, and the Ad Council. You're listening to Nation Talk. Our topic tonight is cults. Hello, Brother Mike. Hello to you. We would, now we'll return with more about the cult of Scientology and Jehovah's Witnesses. Karen Stanway and Karen Morgan were both Jehovah's Witnesses who felt the religion failed them when they suffered family crisis, and in Karen Morgan's case, sexual abuse. They were born into the organization, and they knew if they left, it would try to disfellowship them, isolate them from everyone they'd known. They'd known nothing but the cultic experience, where relationships were very, very tightly controlled. They've been very isolated from society, and their voices haven't been much heard. Myself and my boyfriend, who was a chosen witness at the time, he wanted to leave, I wanted to leave, but we had to try and find a way of doing it so that we wouldn't get disfellowshipped and lose contact with our family. Critics claim trying to break away from the Jehovah's Witnesses can be tough, and the social pressure immense. They have this one tool, this one weapon of shunning, and they dress it up, misapply scriptures, and then get their policemen, the elders, to police it. And when that shunning happens, it's very real. Our solution was to get married, move away, so we could leave the religion but not get disfellowshipped. Karen Morgan's exit was a different kind of pain. She decided to walk away after the elders ignored her claims of sexual abuse at the hands of her uncle. It caused turmoil in her family. I can remember having arguments with my mum, terrible, about things. Um, and I can remember my mum saying, well, if you're not going to come to meetings anymore, you're not living here anymore. So I was sort of like, well, fine, I'll move out, as teenagers do. And I literally did. I packed the suitcase and I moved out of their house, didn't have a clue where I was going. Karen was disfellowshipped by the group. I was on my own, living in a horrible little bed sit, didn't know a soul, um, and had no contact with my mum and dad for a year. She was faced with dealing with the world outside the Jehovah's Witnesses for the first time. They're going to feel like pariahs and very stigmatized. How do you, at what point do you say to somebody, well, I grew up in this crazy group? Um, you know, when is that okay to disclose to somebody? It's a very scary thing. I'm very lucky I didn't end up dead, raped, 
um, addicted to drugs, alcohol, anything. I could have ended up anywhere, and I'm very lucky I didn't. But so many people do. When I left the organisation, I found it very, very difficult because I was suddenly sort of thrown out on my own. Um, I hadn't even sort of lived a teenage life either, so I was in my 20s and felt like I had to start a whole new life all over again. The social isolation and loss of trust was a big issue for Karen Stanway. I found it very difficult to make new friends. You know, my close friends that I'd grown up with and that I'd always known had cut me off in a heartbeat, so I thought, well, why should I? bother trying to make friends and trust people when that could happen all over again. It's also the families that can suffer when shunning takes place. Karen Morgan was lucky. Her family ties have proved stronger than the Jehovah's. The turning point came when I was getting married. Of course, uh, one of my dad walked me down the aisle. Two elders went to see him and basically gave him a choice. If you walk your daughter down the aisle, you won't be an elder anymore. And it was as simple as that. Something clicked in my dad's head, emotionally, and he became completely numb overnight to the Jehovah's Witnesses. And he said he just thought, do you know what? I'm walking my daughter down the aisle, and, and that's it. My dad picked me over, over the Jehovah's Witnesses. After seven years, Karen Stanway is also reconciled with her mother. I have a very good relationship with my mum. She doesn't go to meetings anymore. And I think the pressure got to her as well. We are very close now. Now she has a new partner and a daughter. And she's trying to rebuild her life. my life. She's all I concentrate on. She's all I do everything for. I'm never going to tell her what to do with her life. I'm always going to give her as many options as possible. But the pain of her former life is always present. I feel a lot of resentment, a lot of anger as well, that those opportunities were taken away from me and that I feel like I wasted the first 16, 17 years of my life. Now, Karen Stanway has a job and a future. I mean, I love this job. I love working with the animals. I'm hoping to become a qualified veterinary nurse, and that's something I feel I can concentrate on now. Um, and obviously, I've got my daughter, and I'm going to see her grow up. I think I've just discovered life, really. There's so many possibilities, um, not just career-wise, but, you know, just how you live your life. Um, it's just having the freedom of choice. I can feel I could, can be me now. Five years after she left the Church of Scientology, San Domingo has finally started to rebuild her life back in the UK. The kids would laugh everything including their pets when we moved out here and we ran away and the marriage ended and everything and I, I got the ferrets because the ferrets just made the kids laugh
I thought it was time to bring Lester back into the house. So we went out to the shelter and we got three ferrets. And sure enough, within three days, there were squeals of laughter in the house again. It was two years of hell and now it's now we're, we're all flourishing and doing really well. The kids have jobs, they're doing well at school, they're happy. I'm happy, you know, have a normal life. Scientology was a key part of Sarah's life, and she accepts not all of her experiences were negative. But Sam now has a mission to stop them recruiting new members. My experience in Scientology, what did it do to me? It made me a stronger person. It made me a wiser person, and it made me, it gave me the ammunition to fight back. Sam may no longer be inside the church, but she remains a rebel, returning to Scientology's UKHQ in East Grinstead. We fight back by exposing the abuses, telling people what really happens because they don't get any more people. Where are you from? Oh, I'm, I used to be a Scientologist. I used to be a field member. What's your name? Samantha Dominga. Thank you, Samantha. What's your name? And then we do the naughty stuff. Testing your security. <laughs> so if I were to walk on to the church property right now, I would be met with very panicked people, such as the paranoia. When I look back on things um, I believed in the church and things I did, I see a completely different person. I don't know that person. So asking me, you know, how did I feel about the abortion? How did I feel when I was in the field? I was just a completely different person. I mean, I wasn't a person. The Church of Scientology does not accept any of the complaints or criticisms made in this program. They say that C organization members can and do leave the organization, but stay within the church. They add that San Domingo left the Sea Org in 1995 and stayed a member of the church for a further 15 years. They told us that her complaints bear no relation to the church today. They add that the vast majority of Scientologists live ordinary lives and come from all walks of life. They consider that it is abusive to use the word cult to describe any of the religion's beliefs and practices. The Jehovah's Witnesses categorically deny they are a cult. They state, we are Christians who do our best to follow the example of Jesus Christ and live by his teachings and are legally recognized in 152 nations. Their website says that if a family member has been shunned or disfellowshipped, that does not sever the family ties and normal day-to-day -day dealings may continue. There you have it. There you have it. Two of the, two of the organizations, um, Scientology and the Jehovah Witnesses. Brother Mike, how are you? Mike? Hello, hello, hello. Yeah, hello. Do you, do you believe that at a... Uh, conversation that you just played over that 
everything going to be all right? There's no more uh, intimidation? No, not not one bit. Thank you. Because one thing about those uh, organizations, if you get on that bad side, you on that bad side. Mm-hmm. So they said that they believe in Christ, they want to follow Jesus. Then where is the compassion? Where is the love? Where is the uh, forgiveness? Huh? Exactly. Talk to me now. <laughs> Exactly. That's why. I, that's why I'm doing this program, because you got all these different cults. These are just two of them. Yeah, I hear you. Uh, even Scientology, more... especially, has been in the news lately. Very. Oh much. yeah, I haven't heard about the Scientology being in the news lately. Oh, you have? No, I haven't. Oh yeah. Um. I think her name was Leah. I can't think her name, but she she was on the TV show. Um, oh God, it was a CBS TV show she used to be on. Um, but she was part of that. She was she was part. In fact, she did a documentary on it. She actually went on the air and talked about it. Okay. She talked about how how it was. In fact, I, um. Um, I, I I found a I found it, and she she talked about some of the things of what 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 they do, uh, which is really strange. Uh, some of the, some of the practices, if you if you um if you if you leave it, if you leave Scientology, then you end up you end up um, being ex- um, excommunicated. And it's okay. a whole lot of other stuff. There's a whole lot of other stuff. The whole. Uh, I want to ask you a question. Yeah. Do you think that the Catholics are? Uh, you think they are cult? Uh no, I don't. I I don't believe they are. I I don't believe they are. They've been around for so. They've been around a long time. Well, they were there on the first. They were the first to go first on the scene, you know. Yeah. No, because that. But they, yes, but, they, but they but their style of what they do is different from other from from. From the other organized religions. All right. Then it, why do they worship statues and hold the statues and pray to statues? That, 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 <laughs> that, I, have, that I haven't figured out. I haven't figured that out. They um they they um worship Mary. Um, they have not the, only Mary. They 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 got about twenty different uh, saints. They, they oh yeah, pray. oh yeah. I was about to I was about to say, they have different saints who they who they pray to. Um, yeah, but for, the saints are dead. Yeah, for example, um, Saint Jude, which is the patron saint of I forgot the patron saint of of children, I believe. Okay. 
And the reason, well, they they have that they believe you know saying that that that's what he is a picture of saints of children. That's why they have. That's why they built. That's why Danny Thomas went and built. Um, Saint Jude Children's Hospital because he promised that he would um, carry carry this after after something about what he like he he something about what about Saint Jude and he made the promise to build the hospital for those children. And he kept that, and he, he did keep that promise, and it's still going on today. Right. Uh, it's still going on. It, it's a great organization. It, believe it or not, it's, it's a great hospital. It helps a lot of kids. And it, okay. It, it helps you a lot of kids. The, we talk about the spirituality of it. Yeah. Um, let's see. St. Patrick is it's a patriot thing of Ireland. Okay. The people, but that's why they. That's why Saint Saint Patrick is very, very. Yeah, between Mary and Saint Patrick, they're the very most popular. Is the Mary, Paul, no, Peter, Peter, um, T. They're they're like the most famous saints. Um. Of all the saints that they believe in, um, they. Now I'm I'm I, I study a little bit about um about the Catholic Church. Okay. A little bit of it, and they they they. What they believe is that they pray to Mary, who they they call her the Mother of God. Okay. Um, I'm just trying to remember what other saints. They have like a whole list of saints, and they adding on and as and every other year or every year they add they try to add on different saints. I think they're even going to try to have um 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 Mother Teresa, I think they go I think they added her as a saint. If I'm not mistaken. Uh, Mother Teresa? Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. She, I think she'll be more like the patron saint of the poor. But she worked with the poor uh, during her lifetime. Uh she was a Catholic nun who, a Catholic sister who helped in, I think it's Calcutta, who helped the, who helped the poor at the time. Okay. So. Yeah, but but does does that make it does that make it right though? No, no, it's not it's not right because in the That's Bible we're not right. supposed so that, we're not supposed so that to. That makes it a cult because it's all all in conjunction to one another. And they 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 left out the principles of biblical of biblical training. Yeah. So hold, hold on, hold on. 
out there and part of a who was who was part of a cult give us a call and, and just talk about it one seven two four 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 twenty four forty four call your number five 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 one nine pound we are at the top of the hour this is nation talk Talk about that necessary news or talk to you, generating production and sponsors. This is Nation Talk. Tonight we're talking about cults. Later on tonight we are going to check out the latest news that's been going on uh, lately this week. Um. Leah Rim, Rimney, that's her name. Leah Rimney, she did a documentary exposing Scientology. It was very good. I, I, I got a chance to watch. I got a chance to watch it. Um, another cult that has been very much in the news, who've been very much in the news, is the Mormons. A lot of you face the Mormons, and I, I know I have, faced the, the Mormons. Uh, they try to change your mind. Like the whole witnesses, they try to change your mind. Um, the whole witnesses and the Mormons or the Latter Day Saints, as they were, as they call themselves, they also try to change your mind on uh, of thinking. Isn't that what Christians are supposed to do? Yeah, Christian Christians going to change your mind for the good. But not yeah, like, okay. but, but not like they, but not like the way that Jehovah's Witnesses and and the Mormons do. The Mormons will try, as my uh, as my wife would say, try to talk a hole in your head. <laughs> <laughs> That's the right. she, she she uses when somebody try to when somebody's trying to uh, sell us something or to try to. Get her to buy something. She, she, she they'll try to talk a hole in your head, and uh, but but Mormons did they they try too. They uh, I faced them, I faced them, I faced the Jehovah Witnesses, because <laughs> I remember we used to I remember when the Jehovah Witnesses come to your door, we used to we used to hide or not answer the door, or 
will say, no, we're not, no, we, we're not interested and close the door real quick. But most of the yeah. time, we, but, but most of the time, we just, we'll just um, try to ignore them when they knock on the door. Uh-huh. But now they come up to you. They 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 gotten kind of clever now. They 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 and they come up to you now. In fact, they got this cool setup now of the magazine. They have out outside and has this rack, and they they um they have it set up where you can browse peruse through the magazine. Um and. I've gotten a hold of, I don't know how many of the magazines. Who uh, you, you mean, Jehovah Witnesses? Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I got the a hold of, Yeah, the Watchtower. I got a hold of the Watchtower so many, so many, so many times. It was like, ugh. Um, you ever read it? Uh, I, I'll look at it. I'll look through it. I'll, uh, actually, I just thumb through it, and I put it well, in there. I just throw it away. I did have... Some of those lists and some of those things they have are pretty interesting, you know. Oh yeah, so some of the sto- some of the some of the um, articles are they're very interesting articles. Um, I at one time I did get I did have I had a Book of Mormon's book. I actually okay. had a copy of it. I don't know what have ever happened to that copy, and and I also had a copy of the Quran as well. So, okay, now question about that: hmm. Do you think that the, you think that Islamic is uh, cult also? Yeah. No matter okay. if they're stream or whatever, or. The stream, left field, left, right field, whatever they call themselves, I still think they're, um, I, I call it a cult. But they, but they swear it is religion. Now, I'm not knocking, I mean, now some of the things that Islamic, well, especially, um, here in the, here in the States, um, the the um Islam um nation of Islam some of the things in nation of Islam I do applaud what they do or they try to do like when they take men when they take these men or women who've been on drugs or or other things. And they and they take them off the streets and convert them into Islam. They even go into the jails now. They even have it in 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 the jails now. Wait, that part. Okay, I got no qualms with that. I got no beef with that. But some of the things that they believe, I don't get it. Okay, some of the things I don't get it. I don't. I don't get it. Like they treat they treat Jesus as a um as a prophet. <laughs> yeah, 
They 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 don't believe they don't believe in the virgin birth. They don't believe in the Holy Spirit. But I kind of notice now. I kind of notice now. The nation of Islam is slowly but surely is kind of going towards um towards um use um agreeing with some of the scriptures. That slowly but surely they're getting there. I'm kind of noticing that before mm -mm, that just that mm -mm, virgin birth, mm -mm, yeah, they they still hung up on the virgin birth. They still hung up on um, Christ being the Son of God. They still hung up that He was risen from the dead. I think they even said one time that they that how did they go? They said that they. That they stole his body or something. I, I forgot how that thing go. <laughs> some some weird thing they said, and they don't believe that he actually risen from the dead. I mean, I mean, they still say Allah. They still say it's Allah is the only God, and he has no partner. That that's what they say now. That that's what that's how they say it. Okay. So uh matter of fact I had a sermon. Um, I think it was about a year ago. It was it was entitled One Way <laughs> and I was I was preaching on I am the truth, the way, and the life. No man come before, come before me. Um, yeah, you know that scripture. Right. Okay. Now, I, I mentioned some of those. I mentioned some of those because in the Jehovah Witnesses, in fact, I had like a list of of a few of the ones that uh, <laughs> that kind of. Don't jive up with what what I what I believe and what you probably believe. So you know, I, um, and I still I still say he's still the truth. He is still the truth, the light, the truth, and the way. No matter no matter no matter what, no matter how you slice it, that's that's it. Now I had some discussions with some people. I had some discussions with some people, and they try to they try to argue me down with this, but What's I that? stuck to my guns and said that's what the Bible said. How you know about? Because the Bible that's what the Bible said. Well, how you know? Because the Bible says so. Duh. And I keep I stick to my guns with that, and they still want to discount the Bible. That's another thing. Some some of them don't believe don't believe in the Bible. I was watching before I got on the air. Um, about Jim Jones, the guy from Jonestown. Oh wow! Yeah, I was watching. Yeah. 
Yeah, I was watching. I was watching that uh, it was a documentary about about um, the People's Temple Church. Uh, he actually took. He t- actually took the Bible, and he said, and he tossed it across the room. And one one of the former members talked about it. He said, "Oh, you hear, you hear, don't, and you you don't hear, you don't hear, a, a, you don't hear a sound after that." Then he and he said, "Do you?" Do you hear the thunder lightning come? You seeing the thunder lightning coming after, after, um, after, 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 from 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 all that? He, I'm just paraphrasing what he said. Okay. And the man said no, and he just he he just count the Bible as the true word of God. So I know where his head. So with, with with that, I said, "Well, this guy um, Jones is actually he 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 actually discounts the fact of the truth, just like Thomas Jefferson did when he did with the Bible. He it was it was a Bible that, and it's probably." It's probably in the Smithsonian. It was no, not the Smithsonian, but it's probably in his old, at his home. It's called the Jefferson Bible. It's probably in his home in Montsula, on the in Virginia. Uh, from what I, from what I read and from what I was told, he took portions out the of the Bible, and he cut it out. And Jefferson only left the parts that. I guess he left the part that he that he agreed with, and the other part he just he just took he took out, which was wrong. Wow, really? I mean, really was which Tom old Tom Jefferson, uh, he, he was wrong for doing that. But he had a thing called the Jefferson Bible. Now I don't know. Like I said, it's probably at his old home in Virginia. Um, in Montezuma, that the uh, his home there, um, a copy of it could be I mean, probably there, or the original copy is probably is probably there, and uh, he just took the Bible and just just took things different things out. I don't know what he took out exactly, but that's why that's why I read, that's why I heard. Some people who still don't believe it. There was a guy named Hutch, Hutch, Hutch Hutchins. I can't remember his first name. He was an atheist. He didn't believe. All the way to the time he died, he still didn't believe. He got on television and just, just absolutely just, just with this disbelief. He was questioning. He was he was uh, questioning the existence of God, the, the Bible, all the whole thing. Uh, he's dead now, <laughs> so 
it people going people's going to say wherever they want. People go, people gonna say wherever they want about what you and I believe. But what you and I believe, we believe what's right. And we're gonna believe and, and I know I'm gonna still believe in what's right. No matter what they say, how they say it, and how they question it. And in the, in the other the other um religious organizations like Buddha, like the Buddhists, the uh, Hare Krishnas, um oh there's a whole slew of them. I mean there's a slew of them. I know I, I couldn't really couldn't tell you how many cults there is. <laughs> because okay. but, but there's a so, lot of them and and probably a whole lot more that we don't know. So so in other words, you believe that the the, the Holy Bible, the gospel of Jesus Christ, is the truth and nothing but the truth. That's it. Like I say, that so many others say that, well, how can you say it's true? Because I tell them that, say, because all of the other religion, all the other uh, people, different uh, religious or different, how you say, um, cults and stuff, this is one order uh, uh, that proves itself. Because this is one, uh, say, even if you don't want to put religion in it, but this is one uh, place where it said that if you do certain things, good things will come to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you do do what is directed to do, there's a blessing in that. Right. And, that, and, the, and the miracles that they perform after that blessing is like, could nobody do it but God? Right. The one God. I mean, so, so I do believe that he said once you stand, stand fast on what the word says and be obedient to the word. But see, what makes it so bad? Even the other people said that well, Christianity is no good either because they keep seeing flaws. The only way they keep seeing flaws is because too many of the, those who say they are believers have flipped the switch. Click the button to download and get started. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so once, once they, once they, okay, separate. I just made a post up on my wall today, right? Right. That uh, I have a young lady that she got, she got pregnant. She's in school, uh, getting ready to uh, finish school, not finish school, but uh, go into the, the last grade, twelfth grade. School is over with. The last of May. Okay. But her grandmother, now that notice she's pregnant, is so embarrassed that that the church, she's embarrassed to have her in her house because she's afraid that the church members are going to come against her and and ashamed that the girl. So she crucifies the girl, ridicules her, but but like I say. The preg- like I told the girl, she's pregnant. Oh, boy. You know what I mean? 
Mm-hmm. Why should you why should you make a child have an abortion just to satisfy your church members so that you'll be ashamed that oh my God, look what happened. Scientology is that way. Huh? That the lady in the in the in the clip that I um I played the the, the lady lady from Britain said the same thing. Yeah, but she got pregnant by her uncle too. Was it her uncle? Oh, her uncle kept molesting her. Something, uh, something like that. Um, yeah. She and and they they wanted her to um. They wanted her to um, to abort the baby. I'm like, oh my gosh. Well, see, yeah, but you know what that reminds me of? Well, the story in the Bible well, back in I think it was a. Matthew, Mark, one of them, that how many wanted to confess Jesus, but the fear of being put out of the church, they held back. Mm-hmm. That's, that's almost the same thing. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, so now you're so ashamed that, that you're going to be connected with, with God, Lord Jesus Christ, and, and and what these other people out there that can't do nothing for you, not going to do anything for you, can't do anything for you, but yet still you were praying or you upset that they might come against you. Now, that's a shame if you're going to be a speaker, you're supposed to be a speaker of the gospel and try to get people to come into Christ, but yet still you're ashamed that Another person is gonna bring uh, something on your on your order or your your, your church and all that sort of stuff. They should be put out of church themselves. <laughs> For real, you up there, you being a pastor of a church, and you will preach to somebody about Jesus Christ and how love and compassion and forgiveness and stuff, and hear your own grandchild. Messed around, got pregnant, and, and you ashamed of it. I heard about. I heard that the back in the day it was like that. Well, and, that's happening today too. Yeah, because I know back. I heard back in the day, um, if you get pregnant, they send you. Especially if you live in the city, they send you out to the country with, with some relatives out in the country, like grandparents or aunt or you know, yeah. things like that. That way they won't be. That way they won't be shamed. <laughs> or something like that. I I I heard something like that. I said, "Oh boy!" And that's what, well, um, all of this. All of this is coming to play in the order that that the Lord that Jesus said that if you shame of me, I'm gonna be shame of you. Yep. So I do believe that. That so many uh, people who said that they are believers and Christians are really going to be lost in darkness behind that pride, behind that shame, behind uh, what other people might say. Hold on, y'all. All right. <laughs>
Citizens of America, this is a message from FeedThePig.org. Americans spent more money than they earned in 2005. This is the first negative savings rate in the U.S. since the Great Depression. America, we must start feeding the pig. On the 1st and the 15th, we must pay ourselves before we pay anyone or anything. We must make a budget. Even consider cutting up a credit card. Log on to FeedThePig.org today. Find the benefits of saving for every stage of life. Brought to you by the American Institute of Certified Public Accountants and the Ad Council. You're listening to the Jam Radio Network with Minister Kenneth Jenkins. Now, views and opinions of Nation Talk are not necessarily views of Talk Show, Jam Radio Production, and its sponsors. This is Nation Talk, real talk, real issues. Top of the hour. <laughs> we're, at, we're at the we're at the bottom of the hour that is, and uh, we're talking about cults, especially these cults now that uh, you've heard of or read about. Probably been involved in. Who knows? And it is. I found. Okay, I did find something on the net. I did find something. It was the 10 of the most dangerous religious cults. 10? 10 of the most of dangerous religious cults. And at number 10, Scientology. Hmm. At number 9, Unification Church. That's in um, Korea. Reverend um, Reverend Moon. Reverend Moon. That's the one who, who, um, that's the one who marries all, all these couples all at one time. Right. Uh, number eight, the KKK. Okay. Number number seven, the movement for the restoration of the Ten Commandments of God. I have no idea what they are. What I don't have any idea or any clue about these folks. I don't even know. Never heard of them. I never heard of them. Okay. At number six, Arum Shin Raikayo. Don't ever don't ask. Don't I don't even know. Okay. At number number five, Children of God. I've heard this. They um enslaved by the cult of sex. Um. Hmm. They had an article here on it about someone who got caught up in it. Um, her parents were utterly middle class, yet for 25 years they allowed this girl to be abused by 
a secretive and bizarre cult. Now, free of its clutches, she reveals the true horrors of the children of God. Huh. At number four, Order of the Solar Temple. I have no idea who they are. I've never heard of them. I think I've heard of them a little bit, but I didn't know that was part of a cult, though. Yeah. At number three, the Branch Dominican. Of course, everyone heard about the the Waco from Waco. Yeah. And as a matter of fact, um, Janet Reno took a lot of slack about that as well. Um, uh, of that attack. It was terrible, too. It was terrible. And number two, Jim Jones and the People's Temple. Yeah. And the number one most dangerous cult, and I should have known, Heaven's Gate. Whoa, who are they? These are guys that believe in UFOs and stuff. <laughs> They're weird. They are a weird um, bunch of folks. Uh, <laughs> I've 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 heard of them. They've been they've been in the news like. They've been featured on the news a lot. Um, that I think their bodies were found. Um, something like that. They they found their bodies and they thought they was going to, going to, going to heaven or whatever the oh, heaven's yeah, gate. Oh yeah, okay, I got you. It yeah. was like a it was like a mass. It was pretty. It was. It was yeah, it was it was very weird. I thought the people's temple was strange, but these guys, whew, these guys were weird. I mean, oh, they really in, weird. Uh, as, what the asteroid or astro- <laughs> something? They, the bodies, the, the spirit gonna get caught up into the into a different dimension. <laughs> Really, really weird. Yeah. I mean, they have. I mean, they're still in business. I understand. I, I think they are. Yeah. I haven't heard anything else from them, but. I heard they uh, they went through all this stuff. They get this stuff dressed up and stuff, and they think they're gonna get picked up by a spaceship. <laughs> Something. Now that just is uh, now that's just as bad as George Clinton and the mothership. <laughs> that's just as bad. Hmm. Cause I think George Clinton been on the mothership more than once. <laughs> All right, now. <laughs> I will put nothing past. I'll put nothing past George Clinton. 
and and him and him and mothership. They had. They also have government governmental lists of cults and sects. S e c t s. For those yeah. Who, for those who who mm-hmm. will listen to us later on, they'll be like, "Hey, he, he talk about sex. Hey, hey, hey." No sect in Canada. Whoa. A Canadian Security Intelligence Service report of a 1999 discussion doomsday religious movement espousing hostile beliefs and having the potential to be violent. Groups classified as doomsday religious movement include, across the branch, the Vidian, the Vidians, Canadians, Order of the Solar Temple, of the Solar Temple, and the Arm Cult. In 2005, the Hate Crimes Unit of the Edmont Police Service confiscated anti-Fong Kong materials Fong Falong Gong materials described at the annual conference of the American Family Foundation by staff members of of the Calgary Chinese Consulate uh, Providence of Alberta, Canada. The materials <clears throat> included the calling of Falun Gong, a cult, were identified as having breached the criminal code, which which bans the willful the willful promotion of hatred against identifiable religious groups. Hmm. And that's in Canada. That's north of us. Yep. In, let's see, where else? They, the France has a whole slew list of them. Germany as well. Uh, Russia. These are the ones in different parts of the world. These are some of the ones in different parts of the world. Um, in France, they got one called At the Heart of Communication, uh, the League of Catholic Counter-Reformation, uh, the New Apostolic Church, uh, the Avatar Method, That, I don't know. I have no idea what that is. <laughs> Me uh, oh, they got Scientology as listed as well. Uh, was that in Germany or, or, or France? France. Oh, okay. They should have branched out. Look, look how much money behind it. Yeah, and they got it from, and they get it from a lot of people, especially the rich folks, those rich celebrities. Yeah, 
like uh, yep. Tom Cruise and his wife. Now, I don't know if it's true or not, but I heard Will Smith and his wife was part of it. Now, I, I don't know if it's how true it is. Well, I heard Will Smith talking some stuff that, like, are you sure you want to say that, Will? <laughs> yeah, he is. He is becoming more vocal, vocal on religious items. Yeah. Like, uh, like almost now, he is a speaker. Of, uh, not to say a speaker, but a spokesperson. Yeah. So. Uh, you know what? I say I don't put nothing past nobody no more. I, I, I don't either. They even got, let's see, they have also called, called the Raylism. R-A-E-L-I-S-M. Ray, Ray or Raylism. Uh, that sounds like a, it sounds like, uh, let's see, they, they began in 1974 by a French man calling himself Rael. Uh, it claims vision of an alien spacecraft. Oh, Lord. And southern France. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, my goodness. Then they got the brethren out. I've heard, I kind of heard of them. I kind of heard of them. Um, they're, they're known as the Body of Christ and Garbage Eaters. What? Garbage Eaters? Garbage Eaters. As a, as a, uh, a populistic offshoot of the 70s Jesus Movement. And uh, yeah, but veteran members essentially live as vagrants, doing odd jobs to survive and eating trash, avoiding bathing and medical treatment, and giving whatever money and and giving whatever money they do to make to make uh, to make the group. Okay. His founder was named as Jim Roberts. He died in December of 2015, leaving the future of the secrets of this of this cult unclear. Fundamentalist Latter Day Saints. I believe they're offshoot from they're they're offshoot from the Mormons, in which they are. They have. 10,000 members in rural Utah and Arizona, with the group having almost total control of two small, like, border towns in the two states. Hmm. Okay, they got another group called the Alfin Herakari Noah. Alfin Hikari Noah. Hey. <laughs> They're Japanese. There's Japanese doomsday cult. Hmm. 
It was famous for its 1995 San uh, Serene gas attack on the Tokyo subway. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, oh, yeah, I, I remember, remember that this. Attack, I, thought that was, I thought that was ISIS did that. No, 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 no. It was them. Um, oh, excuse me. Yeah, it was. Um, it, let's see. The Hikari no wa is Japanese for circle of light. Oh. Wow. The groups have about 1,500 members total. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. Okay, they also have a group called Twelve Tribes. Okay, they formed in 1972, uh, Chattanooga, Twelve Tribes. Get out of here. Down here? Where I am right now? Yeah. Oh, get out of here. <laughs> yeah. The, the um, Twelve Tribes have gone by a number of names and have... An international presence formed out of the Jesus movement. This is also this is also coming from the Jesus movement in the early seventies by Albert Spring Spriggs, mm. who called himself Yon Yonique Y O N E Q. The group started as an offshoot of a prayer group for teenagers which broke out which broke off from their Presbyterian church after after a January service was cancelled favorable for watching the Super Bowl. <laughs> <laughs> uh the book it is supposed to be it's a, it's spreading quickly around the South. The group embraces Peace and love, vibe of hippie culture, and sought to recreate the first century Christian church described by described in the Book of Acts. Uh, okay. The, mem- the the member that the, they have between twenty five hundred to three thousand members. Hmm. Uh, so they explore Issy. They also been accused of being a cult and exploring their children for slave labor and tax evasion. Already then. Oh, they're trying to get over, huh? Uh huh. They have. They also got. Oh, wait, behold, back up, back up, back up, back up. Yeah. Did Jesus said, "Pay your taxes." Yep. He said, "What?" He said, "Um." Or you owe the Caesar belongs to Caesar, where belongs to God belongs to God. All right now. So, uh, so where they where they get the idea that they gonna try to uh, <laughs> get over Don't. on the state, uh, get over on the government? Don't ask. <laughs> they got another one called the Nubian Nation. Kind of heard, I I kind of heard of them, in a way. They're formerly known as the United Nubian Nation of Moors. 
This is a cult of personality based around founder Dwight York, combining Christianity, ancient Egypt, uh, iconography, African murals, and a belief that that aliens are coming. Oh, Lord. The nation pleads that 114,000 children people will be taken away and the flying saucer, and I don't really, really need, really need to, oh, uh, uh, the flying saucer, the flying city, spirited to all run to prepare for the final battle against Satan. Okay. All right. So Satan will fight against his own self. Yeah, I guess so. Well, be that way, I guess. Uh, yeah, I guess so. They got one called the Congregation for the Light. Let's see what these people put. Okay. Uh, you know what? Yeah. Now, I'm, I'm hearing you tell all these difficulties and everything, right? But I didn't hear nothing about, about the... Uh, 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 the one that's called the Israelites, the black Israelites. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. I've heard, I, them. I've heard of them, too. I've heard of them, too. Uh-huh. They're, I've so heard they of them, too. They used to be out on the street corner. I mean, they down the white folks. They down everything. They said, we're the only one that's supposed to be from uh, the true Israelites. Yeah, yeah. Uh-huh. We, we got some down. We got some, some of the folks down here in Savannah that call themselves Israelites. I, I didn't heard about them. Yeah, me too. <laughs> they, was, they was in Connecticut when I was there. And they asked me to come on the show one time because they have their own program at, uh, at the studio. So they asked me to come in to be a, a guest. And they were oh, trying to fire me. They were trying to fire me up. But see, oh my goodness! Oh, the Holy Spirit is so good. Mm-hmm. I stood. I stood on the ground in the basic of love, peace, and the spirit of the true and living God and the Word of God. Mm-hmm. They could. They had to get up out of there. They had to leave me alone. There. <laughs> Congregation for the light. They avoids the backwater compound, compounds common to any cult instead of having its headquarters in the heart of Manhattan. But it has much else in common with cults, including all-powerful control by one guy, bizarre racial theories about aliens and Atlantics. Doomsday prep, uh, prepping, complex mythology involving owls, strange medicine, woo about cancer being caused by bad karma, shutting those who break away, and a powerful grip on the sex lives of members. Why, why, why are they having so much sex? In, involved with these cults and stuff. And maybe they're freaky. <laughs> it got to be, man. 
it gotta be freaky. Yeah, builders of the ad aditum a d y t u m. Oh, this is a Catholic Freemason. Is a Catholic Freemason? Paul Foster Case created the builder of the atrium in 1922. So this is this is an old one, combining exorcity, um, um, some kind of teaching, terror, Mason, uh, Masonic, uh, iconic kind of graphy, and Kabbalah, which is another. And for those of you who don't know what Kabbalah is, Kabbalah is another form of, um, oh, gosh, I can't remember. The, it's an offshoot for, from, from another religion. I can't remember what it is. Um, that's the, that's oh. where the Madonna is in. But Madonna, she's part of that Kabbalah. Um, they got a, they got a, they got a, um, they got a, a church here in Savannah. Um, I can't think of the name of it now, but yeah, it'll, it'll come to me probably later. And it'll come to me later. They also have another. Now I know you heard about this one. Church of God with signs following. I don't know if you heard about this one. This, <laughs> these are the snake handlers. Oh yeah, up in the Carolinas, up in the yeah. yeah, yeah. These are the these are the ones that that stake have this fringe. Christian order takes takes an off misinterpreted passage of Mark and uses it as a pretext for an incredibly dangerous practice. Believe snakes are a manifesting of demons. Believers pick them up and raise them into the air, even allowing them to slither all over their bodies. Ooh. Naturally, this results in the snakes getting upset, and dozens of snake handlers after him have died due to poison poisonous bites. Uh-huh. It doesn't help it doesn't it doesn't help that they refuse medicine treatment, believing that God will cast the poison out of them. Because because Paul stuck his hands in the fire one time and put and the snake bit him and Paul didn't die, so they that's, so they believe that they have the faith to believe yeah. that they, they won't die either. Yeah. But guess what? They don't have the faith that Paul had either. Nope. <laughs> and they don't have the anointing that Paul had. Nope. So, so how are you going to tell yourself, try to uh, say that you are equal to Paul and, 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 and God ain't going to hurt you, don't do nothing for you if your faith ain't as strong as Paul was and you ain't that close to God? Exactly. So God said, "Don't be test, don't tempt nobody, and don't tempt him. <laughs> don't tempt the Holy Spirit." Nope, right? nope. So. And this, and, and, I mean, it. I've heard of them. In fact, they 
In fact, they had, they was on, um, what was it? It was on 60 Minutes, I believe, some years ago. Yeah, I've that years ago. <laughs> and, and I saw that. I'm going, they got to be kidding me, right? They really got to be kidding they, they for real. They, I'm like, really? They are for real, my brother. And they got a whole list. They have like a whole list of, of the ones. Some of them I heard of. Some of them going, eh. Some of them going, yeah, I heard of some of them going, yeah, okay. But that kind of gives kind of give you an idea of the different cults they have. Um, yep. Some of the different cults that they, they have. And my advice to anybody who's listening, uh, before you join, check them out first. See what the, see what they, if they line up with the Word of God. And if they're teaching, and if they're teaching according to the word of God, if they're not, move and if on. Keep if it, they, and keep if it you moving. don't know the word of God, learn the word of God. If you, once you start to knowing the word of God, you ain't gonna hardly join nothing, nothing that's against those, those cuts like that anyway. Right. Because if you know the word of God, you can run from that mess, boy. <laughs> <laughs> like um, I know I would run. Yep. I'd, I'd still be running. Yep. Oh I mean, wow. Okay then. This has been an interesting evening. Very interesting. <laughs> hey. And very we didn't, get, we didn't get into uh, we didn't get into the regular conversations of of what's going on in the country nowadays, huh? No. This was getting this was getting very interesting. Yeah. I, for one thing, I, um, one thing that's going on, I, I'm you know, real quick, like that, um, that this case of this, the case with the president and all, it's still going on. It's still like a wait and see what's going to go on, how this going to play out. Uh, everybody's, everybody wants. Him to he, he said he's telling the truth and and some say he's just not telling the truth and which is about what you know about the about the case with the um stripper I mean, the, the, the porn star the, the, uh, porn, the star. porn star yeah, yeah. so I, I don't well, know he don't have to worry about telling the truth because. They they supposed to, they're taking a woman's word for in, anyway nowadays. Yeah, more likely they they more likely they they're gonna do that. Um, That's how they got Bill Cosby. Yeah. No and evidence, it, just just word of mouth. Yep, and it's a lot, and it's it's still everything's still pending, and every, and the and the world watching to see. What in the world is going to be up next? <laughs> hey, how you say? The, the, the Bible said the world is getting wickeder and wickeder. Oh, yeah. Anytime the Bible tell you that, that, that you're getting worse and worse, <laughs> you better watch out. I know that's right. 
It's getting really, really weird and getting really funky now. Really funky, man. I'm telling you. Amen. Yep. All right then, my brother. All righty. Take care. Have a wonderful week. <laughs> and I'll be talking with you. All righty. Okay then. All right, let me take these phone calls. <laughs> Bye now. Okay. If you have seen the nation talk on our national news on Talk Shoot Generated Productions and its sponsors. This has been Nation Talk of Public Affairs and News Program that airs Sunday nights at 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Be sure to join us next Sunday at 8 p.m. for another Nation Talk here on TalkShoe and Gen Radio. Until then, God bless you and good night. Have a good week. Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.